0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. I'm
1: Gray. I'm here with Josh. Josh, hello. And I am replying to Jay, who literally just tweeted us, are you guys okay <laughs> recording now? Do you
0: want to know what happened, Jay? And everyone else <laughs> <Yeah. is listening.
1: laughs> Actually, Jay, let's, let, yes, let's. It's not that we didn't record for we a couple tried. weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was... There was a
0: game, and then there was an international break, and then I basically spent the next week being busy as hell. And then last week, we convened to record a podcast
1: that covered the last three games. And we were about. There were so many events and frustrations that took place on that podcast yeah, that I can't hear even remember now. That
0: you'll never hear. Um, yeah. And why will you never hear it, you ask? Because about 15 minutes in, I would say maybe 15 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes in. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here in, in my, in my space as I always am when we record this, you know, uh, just sitting here comfortably listening to Josh talk and, and, you know, thinking of some points of my own and I'm sitting here and it's, it's, it's a windy day. It's an overcast day. It's not particularly pleasant outside, you know, okay. It's April in Michigan. I'm used to that. So I'm just sitting here minding my own business, doing the podcast. We're about 15 minutes in. And out my window I hear this very loud boom and all the power goes out. <laughs> so, there was a transformer explosion. That podcast obviously did not get finished. No. Nope. And now we are here. We are alive. We are we probably are? going to be on a more regular schedule from now on. Nothing's exploding today. It's sunny out. If something happens
1: to this, it's going to be really weird. So yeah, The only thing that happened today that at <laughs> least affects me in any way positively <laughs> or negative is the new Star Wars trailer. So I uh, fully suspect that there shouldn't be any explo- – although I will say about a week and a half ago – we had a power outage. Uh, it affected was it like uh, thirty thousand or twenty thousand some odd people in Bakersfield were affected without power for several hours because a mylar balloon hit a tra- hit, hit, hit a power line and nuked it. So. Supposing nobody here in Bakersfield is releasing Mylar balloons, and supposing that nobody in, let's just say, Ann Arbor, Michigan, is playing around near a Transformer, we should be good today. We can only hope.
0: Um, but, so, we have a lot to get to, which is, you know, what happens when you don't podcast for a month. So, we'd better get around to it. Um, we have four games to react to and a Bunch of transfer rumors. So
1: we'll start with the games, then we'll get to the rumors. Um, Should we just wrap up Liverpool-Arsenal? Should should we divide these into ties, wins, and losses? um, Yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, we had Liverpool and Arsenal were both draws. Chelsea was a loss. Hull was a win.
1: Yeah, Hall I'm just City. I'm just trying to figure out how to break these up, or if we just want to go game by game at this I, point, because I, I don't know yeah. how much people care about Liverpool. Yeah, I was
0: just, just I'm just I was just gonna give my general thoughts, basically, roughly, you know. Perfect. Um, Liverpool, I liked the performance, but I didn't like some of you know, it was, refereeing hilarious again as always. Um, you know, I thought they could have won that game, but they didn't, and that's because they're still not great in the boxes either end. Arsenal, they should have won. That was really insipid, especially in the second half. Chelsea, I actually like better than Arsenal, but they probably could have taken a point if they'd have been sharper. But again, stupid mistakes. Not clinical enough at the other end. Blah, blah, blah. Same story you've heard a million times. Hull was good. That second goal in particular, I think all 11 players touched the ball. The Guardiola dream scenario. Um, Solid performance against the team they should be beating. Claudio Bravo still kind of sucks. There you go.
1: Yeah, that sounds... Uh, that, that that was brief. Um, Alright, so, looking at Liverpool for me, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually surprised City didn't lose. Um, for as inconsistent as Liverpool have been, they've also been somewhat consistent, if that makes sense. Um, you don't end up in third otherwise. Uh, Arsenal... I feel I was three points escaped. I... I I feel like City are the only team at this particular time who could go ahead against Arsenal and then somehow allow them back in the game. Like, this is a feat that Crystal Palace managed. And I believe Crystal Palace are in relegation. No, that's Swansea City. Never mind. I apologize to Crystal Palace. It's that black and white thing. They're near relegation. It's that black and white thing. Uh, uh, even though Crystal Palace are blue and uh, blue and red. For some odd reason, I always mix up their logo with the name, and I don't know why. It's like a, it's like a football dyslexia thing. Um, but not even Crystal Palace, who obviously are nowhere near the top of the league, uh, could manage that against Arsenal. Can we, diminishing... about,
0: can we talk about how funny that game was, though?
1: We can. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I and mean... I
0: feel... Uh, I, I almost want to feel sorry for Arsenal fans, but I really can't
1: bring myself to do it. but um. And this is the best part. like they're so in this is there's very few times that I get to speak more authoritatively than than most football experts uh, in, in the Americas. but I do on this subject and it's the one subject that I know better than they and that is Stan Kroenke. Like, Arsenal fans are are so... They want Arsene out. They want Kroenke. I cannot even begin to tell you how much Kroenke is not going anywhere. Like, I cannot even begin to tell Arsenal fans how st- stuck with Stan Kroenke they are. This is what he does... And he wants global brands. So, you can put Cronky out on a hashtag all you want, Arsenal Fan TV. He ain't going anywhere. I promise you. He has no intention of selling that club. At least he won't move Arsenal across the country. That's true. Although, I am not sure right now anybody here would want them either. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as for Wenger, see, this is the thing. <clears throat> I can't say for certain that Wenger will be gone next year, because what what Arsenal fans need to realize is that this is Wanger's lone year of incompetency. Despite what the footballing world wants to say about Wanger. He has been able to finish in Champions League qualification near the top of the league. Maybe they haven't won the league, but everybody talks about finishing top four, right? If you can't win the damn league, finish top four. And they've done that. And they've done that at a clip that has been more impressive than anybody else in the league. They've done it, you know. In that time, Manchester United have missed the, the Champions League. Chelsea have missed Champions League. Every club, up until this year, for like the last decade or so, has missed Champions League, with the exception of Arsenal. And and Kroenke is going to look at that and see that instead. He is not going to see the fact that this thing has been tailsliding because he didn't with Jeff Fisher. In Arsenal's mind, all, all Wenger really needs to say is, well, bored, I'm, I'm a striker away. You know, give, give me a pure striker, uh, somebody who is not Olivier Giroud. Go out and spend money. Bring me somebody like a Karim Benzema, somebody that I've wanted. And I can do more. And, to be fair, when he's had somebody with the proficiency of, like, a Karim Benzema, I don't know, Karim Benzema isn't exactly TRA Henry, but, yeah, I mean... He had Van Persie in his prime. Yeah, he had Van Persie in his prime. I, I think, I also think Henri in his prime, too, you know? I mean, That
0: goes without saying.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, he knows what to do with talent, you know? I mean, the guy knows what to do, so... I look at this and I see Kronky, and this is where I'll drop off the Arsenal discussion. I don't, is not going anywhere, and I legit don't think he's going to fire Arson after this year because it's the one year that he's failed his charge. I could be wrong. He may fire him. The board may fire him. They may decide to go in a different direction. But as always, the question becomes this. If you fire your coach or your manager, or whatever you want to call him, in whatever country you're in, who are you bringing in to replace him? And right now, there is not a single person available, better than Arson who would come to Arsenal, over current prospects.
0: Yeah. I mean, though I think the way it unfolds is that, ultimately, if Finger wants to return, he'll be allowed to return. And I think yeah. he will want
1: to return. Because I think he will too. He's because very very much I would that guy. <laughs> well, he very much makes that money too. That's I would wa- I would definitely want to return to my multi-million dollar paying job if given oh, yeah. the option. Although I suppose uh, if Emery
0: gets sacked by PSG, then I suppose they can just give him a butler. You
1: know what, though, if you, if PSG do that, I think that would be the. S- Thing I've ever well, seen. I agree. I I, have, if I, 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 like, I would. I, I just
0: if, think that that ownership group is going to have a knee jerk reaction to what happened in Barcelona. I
1: think there will too. But I, I, I think that ownership group should look at the fact that they were up on Barca, and that the greatest team in the world just happened to pull off a comeback against them. And they may yet do it again against uh, Juventus. I mean, that's going to be a bit tall order, bit of a taller order, but, but, yeah, Barca I,
0: being... I actually, I made the probably eventually stupid decision of calling that tie over on Twitter because I, is the way I put it, Juventus are better drilled, they are more organized, they are more competent than PSG could ever dream of being.
1: With that said, Juventus were also picked apart by this very same Arsenal team. And I I am not going to say that Paulo Dybala is like that much better than Alvaro Morata. Like, I think those two young men are about on the same level in terms of skill, in terms of quality, in terms of you know, guys that are going to develop into world-class talents for both Spain and Argentina, respectively. Uh, so it's not like Juventus uh, had a crap lineup going into that game. The only thing I can think of that may have hurt Juventus is I actually think they were they were without one or two defenders who had been injured the back half of that Champions League cap- campaign that may be there now. But I know one of them was not Benucci. Who, who's the other? Uh, I know there's three. There's Barzagli, Banucci, and who's the guy that I can't think of right now? Chiellini. Yes, Chiellini was the one that was not available. Anyway, so let's, let's talk about City. Bit, yeah, let we me run through Chelsea real quick. Let me run through so Chelsea. Much. Go for it. We have so that, much that we could talk about. <laughs> Chelsea sucked. Okay, I'm just gonna say it flat out. Chelsea sucked. That was garbage. Um, I had a feeling like I, 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 I knew it was going to happen that game. So, um, Hull, uh, a professional performance. Uh, the first half was pathetic. Um, second half, obviously a lot better. Uh, it still worries me that this team just looks so much different with Aguero than they do with Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. But um, Man City, with the exception of FA Cup ties and uh, the lone game remaining um, at the Derby, I mean, the schedule, what's left ahead isn't bad. It's manageable. It's manageable. So, you know, I guess you take the three points from Hull and you move on from there.
0: Yeah, we kind of compared the uh, run-ins during our aborted attempt to record this last time, and so I might as well do it again. Um, you look at cities remaining fixtures in the league. With regards to the top four race, um, they go to Southampton this weekend. Um, then the FA Cup semi is the weekend after. Um, then the Derby. Um, and then they go to Middlesbrough, who are probably going to get relegated. Um... Home to Crystal Palace, who are in a relegation fight, and I know what they did to Arsenal, but I suspect that things are a bit different when they're not playing at Selhurst Park. Home to Leicester, who have been playing well lately, but, you know, they just lost, and they also lost to to, in the, uh, to Atletico and Champions League. No shame in that, obviously.
1: No, and they only lost 1-0 no, on, on a penalty. On a but, so. Um,
0: yeah, so... They're
1: playing better than they had been at the start of the year to Much say better, that, but they're yeah. beatable. They're beatable.
0: Yeah. Um home to West Brom, beatable. Um and then the last game is away to a Watford team that will probably be safe with nothing to play for at that point. So you look at that schedule and you don't see any games where you're like, "Whoa." I mean, the derby's always the derby, but
1: you know. We but the Derby will be at home, which it will be. It, it's less ooh if it were yeah. at Old Trafford, then I might still have that ooh yeah. ahead of me because that you watch,
0: you watch United play and it's like sure they don't lose, but they're not really winning either. They they just they 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 have failed to handle Underlect yesterday in the Europa League. I mean, they got the away goal and they got the draw to take back to Old Trafford, which will probably be fine for them. But you watch them and you think.
1: Guys, if you're struggling yeah, against Anderlecht, these then... These aren't
0: that good. They don't score goals. They're like reverse Man City. They can defend fine, more or less, but they don't score enough goals. If Zlatan's not scoring, then they're not scoring. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I look at United and I see, obviously, Mourinho's going to give you a tough game, but I don't see a team that's just, oh my God, you know? Um, So you look at United's run-in. And theirs is a lot tougher. They play Chelsea this weekend, albeit at home. They play at Old Trafford, but Conte will have them set up to play that game. I'm not worried about that. Um, away to Burnley, whatever. Away to us. Um, home okay. to Swansea. And then they go away to Arsenal and away to Tottenham. Arsenal that's where now.
1: that's where I think we can get the points yeah. is on the back end is Arsenal are going to be fighting at that time mm-hmm. and I think Tottenham will just plain beat them Tottenham you. are
0: playing so well at the moment they have the most points in the Premier League I think I think,
1: think Delhi Alli is set for a big money move this summer right yeah. now like I I mean, he's I,
0: been linked I to Real Madrid not for yeah. any bad reason either no, um, no. But yeah, you you look at Spurs. They are, I believe, I saw that they are five points better than anyone else in the Premier League since the turn of the year. So they're playing really, really well at the moment. That's going to be a really difficult.
1: If they thing. just hadn't had that rocky start or allowed Chelsea, if they didn't have all of those draws, yeah, it's the draws that killed. It's them draws the time, right? that killed them. But um, I mean, that 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 team is like. Let me just say, dude, Delhi Ali for like point two seconds. Like that dude is, man, that dude is good. <laughs> He's just good. Yeah, I, get, he I I really do enjoy watching that kid mm-hmm. play, except against City. If only we could sign him. And yeah, that's really, dude. In a perfect world, you yeah, ask your, me, you I know. would. In a my young next game?
0: English world-class potential midfielder.
1: Oh my Those God! Guys do not grow trees. I would give up every midfielder we had right now for Delioli. No, I wouldn't. That's not true. I rather, I rather, I rather like Silva and KDB. Yeah, um,
0: and then United play away at Southampton and then at home to Crystal Palace. So they have the rest. They have three top four top four contenders and three of
1: them I urge you not even to bother looking at what Liverpool ahead of them because that's when you realize yeah this is a fight for third or fourth (laughs) or a fight for fourth (laughs) that's it it's a fight for fourth between us and United yeah that, I, have, I
0: do look at the Liverpool schedule, and they don't really play anyone No, today. no. It's, at the it,
1: same time, this is the it's team... It's Hostess, they're... followed by Little Debbie.
0: Yeah. West Brom, Crystal Palace, Watford away, Southampton home, West Ham away, Middlesbrough home. So, yeah. On on one hand, this is a Liverpool team that's dropped a lot of stupid points this year, but on the other hand, they should be winning all those games.
1: Yeah, they. if they drop points, that's fantastic. If we can creep ahead of them and get mm-hmm. back in third... I'm definitely okay with it. Like, the more distance between us and United, the better. I just still have this sneaking suspicion that England could have five teams in the Champions League next year.
0: Yeah, um... They... they I, I just... The, they, the way they play actually sets itself up really well for a Europa League-style competition. Because they're yeah. weaker teams, and they don't lose. They might not win all the time, but they don't lose, really. So, if they, they just get an away goal, and they just sort of sit on it. So, that makes it hard to beat them in the Europa League. But, um, just for kicks and giggles, Arsenal are away to Middlesbrough. Home to Leicester. Away to Tottenham. They're going to lose that game. Um, home to Man United. Away to Southampton. Away to Stoke. Home to Sunderland. Home to Everton. So... Given Arsenal's propensity to drop stupid points as well, I don't. I, I would imagine that there will be some games in there that they just don't show up for. Maybe not all. Yeah. Maybe not many, but I think there will be a couple.
1: Yeah, your last eight in 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 the Europa League exists of Besiktas, Olympic, Leones, Racing, Gank, Celta Vigo, Underlecht, obviously United. Schalke and Ajax. So you find me a team on that list that when matched up against United could traditionally walk away with that win.
0: They're going to draw Olympic Lyonnais and Memphis is going to score four goals against them. Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. Okay, yeah. No, I don't actually think that's going to happen.
1: Although I did read an article that Memphis was finally becoming Memphis, whatever the hell that's supposed to be.
0: I mean, driving cars around with his name embroidered in the seats? That's.
1: We're dating. (laughs) Steve Harvey's daughter? I don't. (laughs) I don't.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Um, Let's let's talk about. Yeah, because I think we're kind of in the same place on how the team's been performing. Um, the, the, The thing that heartens me is that in general, when they come up against the lesser team, they beat the lesser team. The thing about the, the the bigger teams is that, you know, you look and you say, well, I think they could have taken a point from that game, or they could have won that game, and it's like, how do we turn the could-haves into dids? Because that's what's holding them back at the moment from being better than they are. Um, just a lot of, well, that could have been better. You know, okay, well, let's make it better. It be it's better.
1: It's, a, it's a stupid mishit ball here and there, and it's like the, the net's wide open, but the ball comes off the side of your foot. It's it's How many posts uh, has KDB had yeah, in games this I, year? I can't that, count the number of posts.
0: Have, he hit the post against Arsenal that could have, I think, put that game to bed. He hit the post against Chelsea at home and, you know, for a goal that I think could have put that game... Um, to sleep for for City, and then if they win that game, then you—I don't know—you might be looking at an entirely different story of the season. I don't know, but it yeah. is things like that that yeah, are just sort just, of
1: holding them it's, back. It's it's if it's not a post, it's it's you know, oh, they're playing with you know ten men, or oh,
0: it's a Mendy rushing out into midfield to make a dumb tackle and then opening up channels to, to drag John Stones out of position, and then the whole defensive
1: thing falls apart and. Next like thing that. you know, Mbappe's behind you and he's one-on-one with a goaltender that wasn't very great in one-on-one situations in the first place. Or Willie. Or Willie. Um, or Willie, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's just things like... You know, that's what I miss about Joe Hart. That's the one thing I miss about Joe Hart. In In European night games, I still think Pep Guardiola made the right move by ending Hart when he did. No use in dragging it out. He knew Hart wasn't his keeper. Got rid of him. I'm still fine with it. You are not going to catch any tears from me, and when Hart comes back on loan this year, I'm going to be like, all right, let's see how much money we can get from him. Do yeah, Where is he any, going? Don't expect any other reaction from me. Where is he going, and how much are we getting for him? Um, but how, much, how much will he fund our Ederson move? Exactly. But I will say this. On those nights in Monaco or, you know, in the Stade Louis or at the Etihad, I guess it would be the Stade Louis dude. At the Bernabeu last uh, yeah, yeah. That was the home
0: game. He, sh- he
1: shows up and, and gets so big in those one situations. He always played situations. really well in,
0: in Europe. Do you remember in Mancini's last year when they had to play that group game at Dortmund and City were already out of the Champions League? and um but they put him in there no it was it was the home game against Dortmund pardon me so they still had a chance of advancing and of course at that time that was the Dortmund team under Klopp that actually went to the final that year of the Champions League and they lost
1: their best chance to still win too I think I
0: believe that game ended 1-1 because they got a late Balotelli penalty and I think it was Gundogan that's actually scored for Dortmund in that game. But they were stoned like four or five times by Joe Hart in that game. Um, they could have won four or five one.
1: I'm looking back on that nine in Barca, dude, when Lionel Messi called him the best keeper he's ever faced. Like, I just remember some of the shots Joe Hart was sh- And it wasn't just shots. Like... These guys were getting opportunities, like Mbappe and Monaco were creating, where they, you know, somebody would pull out, vacate position, you just slide that pass in right behind there, into, you know, onto a guy making a run, and he's got himself just a one-on-one with the keeper. Like it would be Messi or Neymar or Suarez on the end of those, and Joe Hart's like, I don't give a shit, it's not going in, you know. And that was just that, it didn't go in. He you always know, seemed yeah. to, like, the okay.
0: bigger games, like, he always seemed to step up. A lot of his errors came, and, I mean, really the occasional. <laughs> yeah, really stupid teams that, you know. I mean, there was that, that mix-up with Nastasic at Chelsea that one year that actually got him dropped. Um, but it was more or less, it was, it, he, he seemed to step up in the bigger, the bigger games. So,
1: yeah, it just it didn't it didn't feel like City had where they have right now. Where yeah. it's...
0: I mean, you watch Claudio Bravo and you think every time they get in a good shooting position, someone's going to score. Yep. So and, and that would be nice not to feel that way, if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, man, I can't wait. Like, I, I you remember how excited I was when we got Bravo? I uh, do. We
0: had a debate on this program as to whether he was a world class keeper. We did. We're um, idiots. Yeah, we are. Let's burn that tape. You already knew that, though. We already. Uh, got <laughs> that can go on. That can head our bad prediction reel. At
1: yeah, that'll that'll head up the uh, end of the season. Wow, did we get that wrong episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so Pep and review adaptation and coach. Yeah,
0: because you we both had I think some thoughts on how Pep has taken to the league, how he um, how has the season has progressed under him. How things have gone. Um, obviously, we're a little bit detached from the performance that inspired those thoughts. So pr- I think we'll both be a little less, um, I don't know, visceral,
1: I guess, maybe about 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 the whole thing. You were, you're absolutely right. There's been, we've been at times not necessarily at odds with one another than the way that, but more we we see things we a little bit. It-
0: Gentlemanly disagreements and different worldviews on Guardiola, I think.
1: Yeah. The way to put it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I look at I look at Pep, and I think that in his first year, he struggled to adapt. I think that people who said he would struggle to adapt were right, and they were wrong. Uh, they were right. In that Pep struggled, but they were wrong in the fact of when Pep had the team he wanted to play. Nah, he wasn't struggling. Once Gabriel Jesus came in, and one, you know, City were just on a stretch where they looked like okay, if the gap hadn't been so big, this thing was closable, you know. And and then Gabriel, you know, Jesus got the fractured metatarsal, and City went back to looking like Old City, and uh, Pep really never adapted to that. He insisted on playing the same style, um, just playing it through Aguero, and the goals just didn't come. Uh,
0: I, I would ask, how, do you, how do you feel about Aguero at this point? Because um, dating back to February, um, the, starting with the champ, first Champions League game against Monaco, he scored two goals there, scored two goals in the next game against Huddersfield, then he scored against Sunderland. Uh, goalless against Stoke, scored against Middlesbrough, um, goalless against Monaco, and then he scored again in the last four. So, he's scoring goals, but I, I assume that you're not, you're still not satisfied with just the fact, because he's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got ten goals in his last six, seven, eight, nine, ten appearances. So I I'm I, I the goals are there, but I I imagine that there's oh, okay. more. The there's more to there. it. I'm I I assume that you see it as there's more to it than goals. The fl- flow is not the same.
1: The flow is not the same, but it's not. The goals aren't there. Okay, look, ten goals in ten games is fantastic, but you talk about Aguero as a world class player, right? Or we have on this podcast, or we talk about him at a notch just below. You know uh, uh, other other players, and 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 Aguero just doesn't have those games where he's like, I'm gonna wreck off two in this game, three in this game, two in this game, about four in this game. Like he just doesn't like. Even Lewandowski can pull that off. Now, grant you, the Premier League is better top to bottom than some of those other leagues. But you can't tell me that that Lewandowski putting in like seven or Bayern putting in seven past Schalke, like, look, dude, it can be done. These these, And I don't need Aguero to score two goals every game. I am saying we talk about this guy as though he's one of the best in the world. That's what you hear City fans say when they talk about Aguero. One of the best in the world. Or was. What? Maybe maybe to them he still is. Well, the best in the world don't give you just a goal a game. The best in the world give you more than that. They give you more, not just through goals, but through runs, through creating chances for other people, which Aguero doesn't do at all. Um and, 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 and they do it through keeping the play fluid and unpredictable. And it's anything but with Aguero on the pitch. I can tell you this. If Man City were successfully able to get Mbappe to pry him away from Monaco, I would be fine with Gabriel Jesus and Mbappe leading the line from now until Guardiola decides to bounce. I think those two will be just fine.
0: I do, too. Um, well, here's a question. And I I know this is a gang. Yeah. Um, Can I salivate over Dybala again? Because you may he's backing me up again in in that 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 he was so good against Barca. But um, here's a question. I know this is a hard question to answer without knowing, you know, well, what else happens? Who else do they sign? Who else leaves? But what would your reaction be if Aguero is still on the team when the summer transfer window closes at the end of this summer?
1: Well, I wouldn't have a problem with Aguero being on the team at all. I like like Sergio Aguero. I don't necessarily want him to go anywhere. I'm not
0: suggesting that you're trying to run him out of town or anything
1: like that. But there are only so many spots for strikers, and right now... I can think of at least two strikers that I would take off another team that I would play ahead of him, and that doesn't count the fact that Guardiola already rates Gabriel Jesus ahead of him. If Guardiola got his hands on Mbappe or Obama Yang, do you think for one second he would rate Aguero ahead of them? No. Okay, so... I don't have a problem with Aguero staying on the team. The question is, is a guy with his capabilities going to want to ride the bench behind a 19-year-old, a 19-year-old, and, you know, or maybe like a 26-year-old. I I personally would like to see Aguero sold, And and I say this because... I want to see him at City, but I would like to see him sold because I think he still has so much to offer, and I think Guardiola's made up his mind.
0: Okay. And if I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure they've made up their mind.
1: I think Guardiola has. I think Guardiola can still see the difference in the style of play when Aguero is out there. City just don't win enough games with Aguero on the pitch. They just don't. He's a fantastic player. The quality is there. But where are the wins when he's on the pitch? You know, it's like it's like um player efficiency ratings and plus minus and things like that. If soccer kept those stats, I would be curious to see the you know the the, the win per ratio with Aguero. I would be very curious to see it.
0: Yeah. My my thinking on you know what what was going on with Guardiola or how he's adapted is this. Obviously, we all know they started the season incredibly well. Um, they they won however many games in or all competitions in a row. It was, it was like I think they won their first eight in the league or something like that. Um, first ten overall, first yeah, eight in the league. Yeah. Everything looked great, and then they they hit that rough patch, and that rough patch came. Right after an international break, and I remember at the time we there was talk that okay, Guardiola, and he himself admitted this later on. He said, "I thought that they had mastered phase one, and I thought we could go on to phase two, and I was wrong because they started struggling after that. They 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 tried to um you know make things a little more complex, advance to the next stage, and it didn't take." And he tried to do that up through January. And that's when you had the results against Leicester and the results against Everton. The
1: terrible, terrible, horrible... And that's where I would have the adaptation problem. That's why I say he struggled to adapt. No man should have stuck around with a team that was functioning that badly through that extended period (laughs) of time.
0: And then he simplified it again after that Everton game. And then they went on another unbeaten run. Um... And then you know you've had a couple performances in there more more re- most recently that seem to have regressed a little bit, but I think there was and sort of an adaptation and an unadaptation if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and they started playing better. Um, so I think he overestimated how fluent his team were in Guardiola speak, if that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense, and then, you know. If if you're Pep Guardiola and you've got players like Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva, you know uh, yeah. you could be you could be forgiven for thinking that okay these guys got it. My you frustration
0: know, stems from you know I think that and and we've talked a lot on this podcast about um, whether. They've... I just wonder
1: how many points we'd had if Yaya did apologize sooner. <laughs>
0: We, we've talked a lot about this podcast on whether City have progressed or regressed or stayed the same as opposed to last season. The way I would put it, um, I think when he has kept it simple, they've been better than they were last season. But I, I, didn't, I, I think that there, the moments in the middle of the season when he tried to push too much too soon were not better. And I certainly did not count on being in a top four race again. Um, so I have mixed feelings on that. I, I, I know I'm kind when
1: of When marty- you say top four race I wanna clarify here you meant you didn't count on Fighting trying to finish spot. fourth. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I didn't
0: count right. on them being once again locked in a battle for fourth place. That was not something I expected. I thought they would finish top three. I didn't think I didn't necessarily know that they'd win the title, but I thought they would be closer to one than they would be to four.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um I, I wasn't sure.
0: And I know I'm I know I'm kind of riding both sides of the fence on that answer,
1: but No, it's, I've it's, been it's, well, I mean it's been it's been a tale of two yeah, seasons. It's it's uh, been a very
0: complicated. You can't just sit there. I I think that if you're just sitting there and being like overall I mean, I know you have to do that, but I think if you're just sitting there and like making grandiose statements about the entire season, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice because there have been so many ebbs and flows to this season. There've there been,
1: been so many iterations of yeah. this
0: team. In the moments what? there have been moments where you watch them and you think Jesus Christ, they're so good. You know
1: what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the quote right before um it reminds me of the quote right before the college playoff. And a, uh, a press member asked Nick Saban cuz Washington was getting ready to face Alabama while Clemson and Oklahoma were going to square off. And an opponent asked Nick Saban, you know, what can you glean from what USC was able to do, Washington, because you both have them as a common opponent? Uh, or, Or you both played the same team. And Nick Saban's like, well, I wouldn't say we played the same team, but we definitely have a common opponent. And it's just... Nick Saban's right. The, the USC that Alabama beat the hell out of in the first game of the year versus the USC that won the Rose Bowl at the end of the year were two vastly different teams. And I think that in that analogy, your point is made. It's the same here with Manchester City. There were moments when this team was maybe much better than it should have been. And then there were moments when this team was much more awful then maybe it should have been. Yeah. Then there were maybe moments when they just lived up to what we thought their expectations, what our expectations were. And then there were moments when they, they lived down to them, like losing to Monaco. But swallowing that, you look at Monaco, and look, I, I have no idea what kind of an effect that, that, that train or, or that bus attack had on Dortmund. I do think it's BS that they played that game. I think you could clearly see that Monaco had a decided advantage in that game. Um, and whether or not that would have been the case prior to the attack on the Adorman, on the, on the Dorbin bus, I have no idea. But I think it was chicken shit of UEFA to go through with that game. I
0: agree completely.
1: Um, but, but, when you look at what Monaco did, because what's Monaco to do when UEFA says, it's it's done, it's over, the discussion yeah. is over, we're playing yeah. the game. Monaco can't go out there and be like, well, you know what? They got their bus attacked. Let's fold it in and go back. We'll give them two goals. We'll go home. And then, you know, they can't do that. They have to go out there and play. And they took it straight to Dortmund. So in that respect, maybe City weren't better than Monaco. Maybe this Monaco team is a freak team that could win it all simply because they've got a really good defense and so much speed up top that it's nearly impossible for teams to keep up with them because I would because love, it. I would love they, it if Monaco could win the champions
0: league. There's so once, fun to watch <laughs>
1: once Monaco pivot in turn, you know, it, it, it's, it's two flashes in a bucket of bolts, man. Like that, that's it. It's they're gone. Mm. And I, those players that they have, maybe it felt like in our minds City should have won that game, but in seeing Monaco play, you really could make the argument that the right team won that game. Yeah. So I guess this this is how I would answer C. Is the season really that bad? Well, yeah. They shouldn't be in a fight for fourth. Um. Especially like an extra, like last year's fight for fourth was more of like when a bully fights a wimp and he puts his arm out and the guy is just swinging at the air between him and the arm. Yeah, United were never really going to get too close to us last year. This year, they they could overtake us. I mean, beat Chelsea, they're within one point. Win the Derby, boom, they're ahead. All of a sudden, city are looking up. So, you know, it, 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 yeah, this season is that bad. But at the same time, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is because. I love that answer
0: because it's the complete exact same as mine.
1: I, I, yes I, and no. <laughs> I, I, I think that a lot of these players aren't going to be here next year. I think we're going to see a different city team. I think we're gonna, I think we're going to see a different Guardiola mandate. Um, and, and you know, what's bad was always going to be bad. You know, coming into this season, Alex Kolorov was still Alex Kolarov. It's our fault if we thought he was anybody better. That's a very good way to put it. As for what needs to be fixed... Alex, call
0: it Rob. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do a fun thought experiment that just came to me, because I have pulled up everyone who has played in a game for Man City this year. And I, right. I'm going to run down, and I'm going to ask you, and I will answer as well, um, whether, Keep what, or go? whether they will be here next year not okay. if they should or shouldn't be Okay so this is whether, whether or not uh, I think they will yeah. be
1: through the is, lens of Guardiola's yeah, This
0: is this is us Guardiola Inc which is okay. be really pathetic cuz neither of us, both of us combined probably have about a I quarter I'm
1: shaving my head right now to <laughs> put on my Guardiola hat
0: If you combine both of our football acumen then I think we might have like a, a tenth of what Guardiola has but we'll just go with it Um okay so this is this is based on um, appearances, most to least. And we'll start with least, because that's what makes the most sense. Vincent company. Gone. Gone. Um, Gabriel Jesus, not even an answer. He's not here. even close, and it's um, not
1: even worth bringing up his name.
0: This is an interesting one, because I actually have some thoughts on this. Fabian Delph.
1: Uh, here.
0: I think he'll stay. Because I think that Guardiola likes players who can be sort of utilized all over the pitch.
1: Yeah, I and... think I think that Fabian Delph will be one of those utility men that Guardiola can put in. He knows you can't have a team of 11 players. But you do need a monkey wrench, a James Milner type, and Fabian Delph gives you that. And for whatever reason, even when everybody's hated him, Guardiola still stuck with him and still plays him, which is why I think he stays.
0: He's also English, which is going to work hugely yeah. in his favor. So, yep. um, Ilkay Gundogan, he'll be here. Yep. Um, they'll give him another shot,
1: hopefully. I would imagine there. they just yeah. signed him.
0: Yes. Uh, Willie Caballero. Gone.
1: Well, I think he's yeah, gone. Yeah, gone. 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 I think he's
0: gone. Um... Because I th- the, if you believe the pre- the papers, and if you believe Goal, then he will, he'll take a new contract if it means he's number one, and he's not going to be number
1: one. He's not going to be number one, and I do believe Goal. Yeah.
0: Um, Fernando. Gone. I think he's gone, as long as they can find a replacement. He doesn't fit in with what they're trying to do. Nope. Zabaleta. Um, Zabaleta. <sighs> I think he's gone, personally.
1: I think he's gone. I can see a world in which City give him a one-year contract and he makes sparing appearances because he wants to keep playing and he's been a certain... Sur- like, I can see him being a player, but in the meantime, wor- working on his coaching badges. Yeah.
0: Um, well, and on the other side
1: of the coin, Bakary Sanya, whose contract is also up. If oh. I have to pick between, <clears throat> if only, if City are, City are likely only going to sign, yeah. I, I think, think Sonia. I think they'll keep one, and I think it will be Sonia. I think so, too. All right, yeah, you've convinced me. You're, I think, yeah. I won't be surprised, let me just say this, I think he's gone, but if Zabaleta is still here next year, there will be zero surprise on my face. It's a
0: soft gone for me, as okay. opposed to the hard gone that I'm giving the likes of Caballero. <laughs> <and>
1: Fernando,
0: <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we can do a rating system. An- another, another,
0: yeah, another complicated one for me. Kelechi Iheanacho.
1: I think he's gone.
0: See, I... This is hard. I would, I would say a soft stay because we don't know what's going on. He just seems to have fallen off the face of the earth. And no one has ever really explained why. Yeah. Guardiola hasn't.
1: No one has. And when that happens, though, the fact that nothings comes out tells me that this is internal and this is coming from Guardiola.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. On the other hand, they also can't sell 15 players this summer, much as I'm sure sometimes they would like
1: to. No, I think Kelechi Iheanacho has gone through loan. And okay, I, that makes reason, sense. The, the reason I think that they'll loan him out before they sell him is because they're going to want to be 100% sure that they're getting rid yeah. of something and dude, not, not, not like, okay, that. he just had a bad year.
0: No one's disputing that there's talent there,
1: I think. No, um, I like him. I, would, I like him. If it I, were I want, up to me, I'd that, keep him, yeah. Yeah, I want um, him to stay. He qualifies as a da- one of our damn players, dude. Yeah, he's he will all-
0: qualify as club trained, I believe, at, so... I think that'll work in his favor, but I don't know. Uh, I, I would say soft stay, but I am completely sympathetic to you saying he'll leave on loan. Um, Nalito. Dawn! Yeah, he certainly fell off, fell out of Guardiola's plans quickly, didn't he? Um, yeah,
1: he's, he's. I think... I Plus, think he, I think his contract was only for one year or one or two, anyway. No,
0: I think it's three, but I think that... Was it?
1: Yeah, I think that there's a pretty clear disconnect
0: at this point. I think he might go back to Celta, actually. Yeah, that would make sense. Um Jesus Navas is going back to Seville.
1: Wow. Do you know, do you know how many minutes Nolito had in the Premier League in two thousand seventeen?
0: Um I know he has seven seventy-eight overall because I'm staring at it right now.
1: <laughs> right. This article I'm looking at from the Daily Mail was written back in February and <laughs> he had still had zero minutes of Premier League football until February.
0: Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, Leroy Sané, not even a question. E,
1: I, yeah,
0: I will not waste yeah. any time on that. Um, yeah.
1: Here. Really? I think that Guardiola values... like If you look at what Toure brings, the grit, the determination, and if he and Pep are truly past it, I can see a one-year... Con- well, Yaya wants to win a title. He does. You know, you know where are you going to go? And, and and he sucked it up and really has endeared himself to Pep. And I think that if Yaya's is like, hey, look, Gaffer, absolutely nothing's going to change. I'm going to keep my agent's mouth shut. I'm going to keep doing what you asked. I just like to to be here year to year because I think that you're going to do something special, and I didn't get to be there the last time. I'd like to be there this time. From the looks of it, he still has something to offer if he's used sparingly, because he's been pretty convincing when they've used him.
0: If he's willing to accept a a role a sparing role, I'm okay with it.
1: Oh, I would yeah it, that yeah, that was I mean, my caveat. Maybe,
0: perhaps it's it's me struggling to separate like the personal from what I think Guardiola will do I would I you know I I have criticized this team for being too sentimental too a, a number of times and just clinging to guys a bit too long um and this might be a case of that where I just like okay move on and for me I do think it depends on who they bring in which is an entirely different conversation um
1: it, I I I I, I Uh, turns out that both of us were wrong. What's that? Uh, he was issued a four-year contract. I've been, I've been quietly looking this up. A four-year contract for Nolito. That was interesting. That was a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, that that just seems kind of stupid. Yes. Um, (laughs) You know what, though? Maybe he doesn't leave. I don't know. Like, maybe he doesn't, and that's, if, 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 if Guardiola can get his hands on Sanchez, then Nolito is gone so quickly he won't even...
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of this depends on who they bring in, which is a caveat that, you know, we have All to about All right,
1: there. so but, back to
0: the list. Yeah, back to the list. Um, I was on... We were just talking about... Yeah, yeah, yes. I'll say soft stay for the same reason you are, but part of me just kind of wants that to be over.
1: Um, Gail Clichy? I don't think that Clichy offers anything that Guardiola needs. I don't he's, either. Um, but at he's the same, yeah, solid defensively, but offers jack crap going forward, and he has no speed. I do think there will be a pair, a pair, not not just one. I think there will be two new full st- starting fullbacks. I think there will be an entirely new back line, and if City. Can somehow pry Benucci away? Then, yeah, I don't know. I, I just hope they go in on Benucci. Damn it. I think
0: I think Clichy might be spared by his English trained, and they'll
1: get rid of Colloroff instead. And okay.
0: Into you know, I don't. I, I agree with you completely that I don't really think that he. Has okay,
1: so you think Clichy stays, but Clichy is going to be a bit part player. Ah, uh, correct. I think Clichy okay. I think cliche stays only because of numbers,
0: not because of actual value to the, anything. If that makes. Alright. Yep. Uh, Claudio Bravo gone. So gone. Um. Yeah. I. Th- I honestly think they're bringing in two new keepers. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe they'll promote <laughs> someone from the academy. Maybe they'll put Stick Gun on the bench and just tell them, "Okay, here you count." But
1: I think, I think, are they gonna say it just like that? Yeah, I I hope so.
0: (laughs) But I, I, yeah, I, bravo is, I think, a goner. Nicholas Ottomendi. This is a
1: tough one for me because. I think he stays as a backup center yeah, back. Yeah,
0: I think he stays because they can't get rid of everyone.
1: <laughs> and because Mo Otamendi has one yeah. of the harder contracts to unload. Yeah,
0: uh, I, I think if the company's leaving, I think they'll keep Otamendi for a year.
1: Yep. Um,
0: Aguero, we kind of talked about this.
1: Yeah, um, Aguero, I think, will be
0: gone. I think he'll be gone if they're really serious about signing another forward and bringing him in. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: The Dino. (sighs) The Dino. The Dino, I think, is safe as can be. Yeah. Guardiola loves
1: him. Yeah. Unless Fernandinho suddenly loses, like, nine steps between now and the end of the year, which I don't think he will. Uh, That's crazy. I think
0: he's in the final year of his contract, so they have to re up him, but I think they will.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I think Dino will be back. As do I.
0: Um, John Stones, obviously, he's going to be back. Yeah. Um, Kolarov, gone.
1: I, if he's not gone, I'm going to yeah. be so angry.
0: Me too. Um, Raheem Sterling is safe.
1: Um, Completely for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: he's not going anywhere. KDB is safe. Safe. David Silva, <laughs> the way Guardiola's been talking about him the last week, um, comparing him to Javi. <laughs> there, there seems to have been a rather surprising recent groundswell of attention toward David Silva in terms of how underappreciated he has been over the course of his Premier League career. And I'm not really sure what sparked it, but I'm I'm happy that they're having the conversation.
1: Yeah. Uh, so wait, wait. All right. So. <sighs> I don't know if Silva's going to be back, but I, I would like him to be back. I think he'll be back. Yeah, I think David Silva will be back. I mean, th- but I would say this, though. If you could get a penny for Silva right now and you could upgrade. could Look, David Silva's really, really, really good, but he's getting old. He's 31. Look. Yeah, and traditionally speaking, it goes downhill for midfielders from here.
0: I understand that sentiment of cashing out when you can.
1: And I I think City should, if we're being honest. I love David, but the mandate for this club is to win a European championship, and you can't do that with sentiment.
0: Yeah. Again, I think that's one in particular that depends on who's available, who you can sign, and how much it costs, and how much selling Silva can contribute to that. So... I completely understand your point there. That's probably blasphemy, but... I understand. I get that one. Um... So, yeah, that's... That's it. I think... I think that's... Yeah. So, let's... Let's talk about the... The incomings. And we've had two... Big names. We've had Alexis Sanchez... Linked heavily. And we've also seen that... Guardiola has requested Mbappe from Monaco. Of the two, I think we have the same preference... Mbappe? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes.
1: <laughs> yes. We most definitely have the same preference. Like, I could watch that kid all day, and I could definitely watch that kid terrorize scenes that are not us. Like, I never again want to see him racing up a pitch against Sky Blue.
0: For Sky Blue.
1: That. No, that's what I'm saying. You can, you, I never can... again... I never again want to see him racing up a pitch against, yeah. against.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I I under, I, I see, I see the, uh, the, the, if you find somehow to get Guardiola front four, can you imagine Sterling, Sané, Mbappe, and Gabriel Jesus for the next ten years?
1: Yes, I can. Man, I would seven. very...
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Actually, I can.
1: It's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thought. Um, I would. Yeah. I would have. I would have Mbappe playing Gabriel Jesus through with with Sane and Sterling on the wings and set
0: for the next ten years, man. If you can pull that one off.
1: if you can get it, if you can get a halfway decent midfield and a. Uh... Uh, a defense behind that—I mean, Jesus Christ! Good luck keeping up with that team. Yeah,
0: especially if they sign a couple
1: of pacey fullbacks, which they don't have at all right now. No, I expect that's coming. Yeah, I guarantee you, they're going to. I wonder if I wonder if Bellerin is regretting that five-year extension.
0: Ooh, yeah, he got booed after that Palace game. Um. And yeah, I I have to wonder that myself. Um. Yeah, I uh, see. I have faith in uh, in Guarillo on the transfer market in terms of he knows what he wants and he knows how he'll fit these guys in. Um, if he wants Alexis, okay. Uh, I'm sure he has. I, I'm sure he has a visual uh, for what he would do with him. And I think it would spell the end of Aguero. But um, you know, if if the choice is between Alexis and Mbappe, it's no contest for me. You sign the guy who's going to give you ten years of excellence, at least. Yeah, I... I know he's going to be way more expensive, but, you know, I'm not privy to see... I don't
1: think... I don't necessarily think that he will be more expensive than Alexis. I think Alexis would cost way more. I mean, let's... Well, okay. Monaco... I think Monaco's highest recorded transfer ever uh, of a player that they sold was Hamas, right? I think Hamas. Hamas netted them the most, and I think Hamas was somewhere in the mil, in the sixty million range, right? That sounds okay. right. Okay, so Hamas, and that was coming off a six goal appearance at the World Cup, where most people felt that the only reason Lionel Messi got the Golden Ball is because he's Lionel Messi. It should have gone to Hamas. There's really, I stupid that it didn't go to Hamas. He got screwed out of that one. Um, but... Uh, Messi didn't even have a freaking goal in the knockout round. Um, but... Uh, in order to unload him for $60 million, the guy had to score six. That's like $10 million per goal in the World Cup. I, Mbappe's good, but... The story just,
0: from Duncan Castle, so take it for I, what it's worth,
1: I I am I am definitely taking it for what it's worth. Yeah,
0: they're they're asking a world record fee.
1: Okay. Well, the day Duncan Castles accurately reports something on Manchester City is the day I'll eat a piece of crap out of a bowl. <laughs> like Duncan Castle. Like there are people in life. Like Duncan Castles and Clay Travis are for all intents and purposes, the same person. Like, I'm convinced. Has anyone ever seen both of them in the same place? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Until they do. Until they do. I uh, mean, I
0: think it's understandable because you're going to have a guy in Sanchez who's entering the last year of his contract, and if he's made it clear he's not going to renew, then, you know, their choice is to run that down. Yeah.
1: Or, you know... Let's trade him off, yeah. Get him,
0: Get something for him while you can. Whereas you have, uh, I believe Mbappe is on a longer term contract, is younger, and thus you're paying. You're going to be paying for a lot more good years with Mbappe. Well,
1: so. But what I what I understood <clears throat> from talking to a couple people with knowledge of the situation is that City are looking at offloading up to nineteen people. Yes. I don't know if they'll actually be able to do that. But well, I, I think that's that the dream. part of that I believe that part of that includes loans. If you look at how many like city, look at how many players city have on loan right now. Like right. count them up. I've, and I've,
0: and we forget about some of those guys who can be sold and probably will be sold to raise further funds like Nasri.
1: Yep. And um, and Joe and Hart. Joe Hart, Mangala. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, so, Mangala's enjoyed a career resurgence where he's at, which and doesn't
0: really surprise me because that league sort of suits
1: him more. It wouldn't surprise me at all if if they're like, "Hey, we want to go ahead and make this, you know, deal permanent." You know, what's it going to take?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much they'll com- they'll be able to command for these guys, but those those are three guys that you would think will be able to make you some money um, if you get if you get a permanent deal for them. So and add in, you know, you look at guys who have transfer value. I I would say on the roster who might be sold.
1: Companies is tanked, So that's, you know. I... Yeah, com- company company's going to be the tricky one yeah. because I think they're... you'll be
0: able to get a, some some money for Nolito. You'll be able to rec- I think you'll be taking a loss on Bravo, but you'll be able to recoup some money. Um, someone would pay money for Aguero which is might be the biggest argument in favor of, get, of moving him on and signing someone who fits better um, so yeah the problem is a lot of these guys are older and or out of contract so you're not raising a ton of funds which is why those loan players are so important
1: yeah, well, the other thing is, too, is you don't generally have to pay wages when they're on loan. Now, in City's case, that's not true because some of these guys are making some so damn... Guys, they
0: give some stupid contracts away, no right. doubt about the,
1: that. <laughs> yeah, so they kind of had to chip in to to take some of the burden off so that these teams could take these... uh <clears throat> take these players off their hands, but uh, look, it... We can say for probably certain that City are going to bring in at least a forward of some type. Yeah, whether, I, I whether, wish I
0: remembered the uh, the last thing I saw on this because there, they, I think it was like a goaltender, several new defenders, somebody in midfield, at least some somebody's in. Midfield. And at
1: least yeah, at yeah. least one more midfielder and a forward. So we we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's assume it's going to be Ederson, likely Alexis because he'll there's no doubt he'll probably want to there's play. There's no that. way
0: he's staying at Arsenal because they're no. they're
1: not going to make the top 4.
0: I'll say no. it right now, they're not going to make the top 4. Yeah,
1: well, it's pretty I don't think yeah. they mathematically can at this point. Well,
0: they they can, but they're going to need some serious help. This thing.
1: They need oh, to more,
0: they need to be way more consistent than they have been and they need some serious help.
1: Arsenal have all right so they have eight, eight games at a possible 24 points and they're currently on 54 points. So the most they could possibly earn would be 78 which Chelsea will clear when they beat United. So then yeah Tottenham are sitting 10 Spurs points are 10 behind points that. Off
0: that. Liverpool yeah. are 15, i will get that.
1: Yeah, and um, we're and we're 17 off that. I don't know that we'll get all 17, but we'll come—we'll at least get— 17 or 21, yeah. And that's assuming
0: Arsenal wins out, which they won't. No. So.
1: Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, it won't be long before Arsenal are mathematically eliminated from top four. Yeah. I would imagine, so, and uh, and Sanchez and Ozil will be out the door faster than you can. Say. If we could get our hands on, who would you rather have? If you can get your hands on Mesut Ozil or I've Alexa never been Sanchez. the world's
0: biggest Mesut Ozil fan. I just I just think that he he is far too prone to disappearing from games. He's great, but I think he's he's more in. If we're going to be paying big money for someone, I would like more consistency. fair enough Sanchez 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 for me has always been one of my favorite players so
1: he does he does give you a lot in every game yeah alas all right all right so shall we to the shall shall we to the listener questions because Alexis versus Mbappe was a really short conversation I mean
0: yes it was um but yeah we have a couple listener questions and we can wrap this up um Jay Seigley, Seigley, I always Siegley. get that wrong. I always.
1: Yeah, yeah. You actually always get it right. I always and get it right, the and then second guess my, I
0: always get it right, and then second guess myself. So woohoo! Um, our general thoughts on the company Stone's pairing because the, they played to get together at Chelsea.
1: My general thought is that it will maybe happen a couple more times this year, and yeah. then Vincent Company will be playing elsewhere. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think you can rely on Company for anything. No, it's. Um, it, it was a good outing. How
0: about that? <laughs> yeah, it, they were good. They were all right, um, especially for two guys who have like not, not played together at all. Um, Marcus four three three five says, "Do City need to sign some Pep-trained players such as Kimmich, Coman, etc.? Not necessarily them, but you get the idea, so they can hit the ground running to avoid another transitional season. I think that will be less of a concern in year two because they'll have some guys that they'll be keeping. That's for sure. Um, like we just went through a list." And at the same time, they will have, you know, some younger guys that I think he can mold. Because, you know, um, Sterling transitioned pretty quickly. Sané didn't. Sané took a while, but um, it's down to one player. I mean, we are seeing a link to Sanchez, who he had for a year at Barcelona. Um, And obviously, we know that's a certain type of player. Uh, We have seen links to Kimmich and Coman, either of whom I would take, by the way. Happily, um, you know, I think it's less of a necessity this
1: time, um,
0: if, if, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily that, that Kimmich, um, or Coleman would do much for Man City, Or even that Pep-trained players.
0: I think Kamek
1: would be a nice fit
0: in midfield, all other things considered, but...
1: When he's available. Um, Well, that's a thing. Coleman, yeah, that guy's fun to watch, although... At a certain point, if you were if you were going to get him, you yeah. wouldn't have signed Sane. Like so, it makes little sense to sign Komen. But again, he said not them. So we we just had to spend a moment on those two players. Pardon, pardon our OCD. Um, but to answer the general question, I think maybe having it wouldn't hurt to have maybe a, a pivot or somebody in within the central cog of the defense who's familiar with Pep's style of play. Now, you got to keep in mind that a lot of teams and leagues and, and things around the world, they have a Pep style of play. Like, he revolutionized the game. His Barca team revolutionized. Gabriel
0: Jesus walked in knowing exactly what he was supposed to do.
1: For yep, basically. Basically. And, and, and so it's not imperative that you need somebody like, you know, God touched by Pep. What you need is somebody who's played within the system and understands their responsibilities. Pep is sort of immaterial. Uh, it's just, do they understand Pep's demands, Pep's needs? and what they are going to be asked to do by Pep. If the answer to those questions is yeah, then I don't think whether or not they've played for him matters. I agree completely.
0: It's it's more of a stylistic thing. I think that's a big part of why they wanted Gundogan.
1: Yeah. Gundiwon's
0: never played for had never played for Guardiola before, but he
1: exhibited and Pep, Pep seems to sign not his guys, but guys that he played against, you know, when he was in those leagues like I like that guy. He was damn hard to to, to plan around. It's almost like what when Tim DeRuyter took the job at Fresno State before he bombed, he he decided to install the spread offense coming from Texas A and M because he said we could never beat the spread, which still holds true to this day. Um, but. <sighs> Who were we talking about, real quick? Sorry, I was going somewhere. I was,
0: I was talking about how he signed Gundogan, despite having never had him. Before.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, so we play against the spread, uh, or, or we want to play the spread because we've never been able to stop the spread when we play it. It is the same thing with Gundogan. We never really could do much about Gundogan in those Dortmund uh, Bayern games. And I think that when you like, because Dortmund was obviously the second best team in the Bundesliga, he's seen so many of these players like Leroy Sané at Schalke, Julian Weigl. That would be a guy I'd like to have in our midfield, but he just moved. Um, but but players like that, if if you can get your hands on them, then then proceed forward because that. Tends to be what Pep looks at. Not guys he's touched, but guys he's coached actually against. So. I don't know. Maybe he figures he needs to get his hands on every player he thinks good before his time is over. Like, maybe that's his own personal. Possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, was just as. is just an example of like a guy who. No, he'd never played for Guardiola before. Um, but he played for coaches Guardiola respects. He, Guardiola obviously has a healthy respect for Jurgen Klopp, and he played in a style that Guardiola was similar to something that Guardiola was trying to emulate. You know, so I think guys like that more than you know actual Pep guys. If that means. like 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 a Sanchez maybe. I mean, not saying they won't sign Sanchez, but that's just the general <laughs> the general way I see it.
1: That's, I, yeah, I kind of see, I mean, you and I are going to disagree on too many things here. I mean, we're running out about the end of the season, so there's not much to disagree on. I mean, the season is what it is at this point, you know. <laughs> you can only do so much, and now it's time to look forward. So, I, you know, pep-kissed, pep-touched players, that's great if we can get them but all of those guys almost always come at a price that prevent you from getting other players. So the question is how much money do you want to give Byron for a guy like Joshua Kimmich when you can go out and find somebody that Pep knows has played in a similar sire system? Or look at Aaron Mui. Like why are we talking for Here's a second a about Josh, jo- Joshua Kimmich when we have Aaron Mui, who's just apparently the Australian Pirlo? He made the championship team of the season. Yeah, like, I mean, the kid can clearly play, and it's been stated, I think, at least by Manchester Evening News, that he is, like, I think he was rated an 8, which was like... The Manchester Evening News was going down and rating all of the youth players' chances or people who are out on loan, their chances of returning to the season or returning to the team and getting a shot during the summer. And Aaron Mui was the highest-rated player. Like, I mean, he was rated high. He, was, he had a higher rating than Patrick Roberts. Yeah. Who's tearing it up. So, I mean, say what you will, but I, I, it, I'm I actually really excited to see Aaron Moody this summer.
0: Yeah, me too. I, and I, that's, a, that's And a I can
1: in him. person if I want to. That's right. They're going to your coast and not mine. <laughs> they're playing at the Coliseum. That's right. They're playing Real Madrid at the Coliseum.
0: The closest they're coming to me is Nashville, and I'm not doing that.
1: Look, all I'm saying is is that if you flew out to Bakersfield, stayed here for a day, you could drive down to L.A., go to the game, be disappointed, and come back and bitch together. Be disappointed. They're playing Real Madrid. That's Look, true. Look, even in preseason, they smoked us 4 to nothing. <laughs> and I watched That's true. that game from China.
0: That's true.
1: Or Australia, actually, I think it was last year. Yeah.
0: Well... This has been a fairly comprehensive ordeal. It had to be, I suppose. It did. So, um, do you have anything that you would like to close out with?
1: No, I just say that obviously this weekend is is what it is, and the city need to go out there do a professional job. And hey, let's let's here's go
0: Chelsea. You know. There you go. We're out of the (laughs) final race.
1: We can do that yeah we're completely out of this thing. Come on,
0: Chelsea. Bring that bitch home. you know <laughs> I mean, just yeah you know, that stupid little song that they play whenever they walk out. Chelsea! it sounds like it was like written by a twelve year old i you know I find
1: that a lot of songs
0: a lot of uh, English football songs, yeah, are written by a twelve year old yeah, I can't argue with that. I suppose
1: they have to be simple if you're gonna. And there it's like and teams aren't even clever. It's like so in, in, instead of like not that I minded the chat the the chant but like we've got Guardiola really like like you're not even trying. You just ripped off somebody else's song that they wrote at that point and changed a word. You know, <laughs> it's it, <laughs> Uh, uh, I like the song, but I I think I like the originals the best. My favorite was the Sheik Mansura song, you know, with Pellegrini. Yes. As a matter of fact, I may go back and play uh, uh FIFA 15 on one of my right, old yeah just to hear that song because it was they so did, great.
0: They did put that in there.
1: Yeah, All so. right.
0: Well, um, we will be back a lot sooner this time. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing another month hiatus i promise you
1: we will be um, back after the game we'll back
0: after the southampton game because we have some big games coming up and we're not going to go without talking about that fa cup semifinal coming up either so that will be next time um
1: I'd be so pissed off if we blast arsenal something like four nothing and i'm like really we did it in the fa cup like the one thing that doesn't matter I I say that but not, now we've just lost half of our listeners. The yeah, FA Cup right. matters. No, said, not right now. Those 4 just, points matter. You just said the only trophy we can win doesn't matter.
0: Get ready for the hate mail. We're ready we, for it. Spring uh, it
1: on. You know, it's just it's it's not a trophy that inspires me. Like what well, I, I guess what would help and I'll say this so we can close out. What would help our are are across the pond listeners to understand about Americans is that the only thing that matters is a title like when 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 you bring up mvps and stuff like that in conversations or which 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 for you guys would be like pfa players of the year like Americans answer yeah but how many rings does he have that's like our standard response to everything yeah but what's your ring count um So, you know, things like the FA Cup, they're trophies, but it's not the trophy. It's not the trophy you want. And and, and, and to me, there are only two of those. I want the league title or I want a Champions Cup. If I can't be the best in my league, I want to be the best in Europe. (laughs) Outside of that, I don't give a crap if I'm the best in the country because – in reality, the best in the country, like the FA Cup, its job is to undermine the Premier League in a way. Because the FA Cup crowns the best team in England. But isn't that what the Premiership is for? Yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's like one's a single I, limit it, it's like this it's it, this is a perfect equivalent of it it's it's like basketball college basketball to me the fa cup feels like the aCC uh, uh, tournament yeah if that makes sense like we just settled the regular season champion why do we need an aCC tournament champion but no, anyhow i get it, I get it. I digress. I would like at this point to win something this season, so I I am actually hoping we beat the hell out of Arsenal. I, I'm just going to be upset if we manage to convince them, beat them convincingly, and then I'm going to wonder why we couldn't do that when the league was on the line, you know? like <laughs> That's going to be my reaction. Why couldn't we have done this also? I want it all, Gray. I want it all. Alright. Alright. Well, we
0: will be back at you next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. If you have not subscribed to us, you can do that on iTunes. um, Just search American Citizens. You can also find us on Blog Talk Radio. um, And you should follow us on Twitter, at America Citizens. So watch for that. Um, We'll be back at you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy Easter, by the way. um, And have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Later.